What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Today, I want to pick up where I left off a couple of episodes ago on an episode called Rejection is Key. So in that episode, I was pretty much talking about experiencing rejection in the marketplace and in your personal life and how it was a, a values mismatch. I have a certain value that I think I can provide for somebody, whether that be in a personal relationship or in a business relationship. And if they don't see that value, either I didn't communicate it well enough or that they're not able to see that value and therefore we're not a good match. I also explained that rejection is not a personal thing by using that example that I just said. For example, if I say I can provide X amount of return for you and your business because X, Y, Z, and you don't believe me, I either miscommunicated or you cannot recognize value and therefore you wouldn't be a good fit anyway. So on this podcast, I want to go to the flip side of that operation. Instead of being rejected, I want you to go out and actively reject people. Yes, people are going to come to you asking for some type of value that you have, whether that be a personal relationship or a business relationship or a customer, whatever. Whenever you're dealing with other people, that is a opportunity to reject somebody. And I want you to do more of that because most people do not have the values that you have. Most people do not understand the value that you provide, and therefore most people will not make a good fit. And we know this by just looking around. Most people aren't our friends. <laughs> and there's a good reason for that. One, we don't have enough time. Two, even if we did have enough time, you would realize that you don't have much in common with a lot of people, with the vast majority of people. So you must reject them as fast as possible and as harshly as possible, not like in a mean way, but in a firm way, so that the people that you want will magnetically be attracted to you. Now, you may be thinking, like, how do I go about doing this in my business, in my personal life? I'll say the personal life is easier and it's more relatable. And it's probably easier to understand. And you've probably already done this before. You would just go and you would talk to this person and you would ask them about their life, ask them about the stuff they do. Maybe ask them about their politics if you're into that stuff. I don't recommend being into that stuff. Or ask them whatever and you would quickly get an idea of what they value, who they are, and all that good stuff. And then it would be up to you to make a decision. Hey, do I want to keep this person around or do I want to reject them and move on to the next person? Pretty self-explanatory. You've probably already done this a few times, so I'm not going to stick on on that subject. But how do you do this in your business? You have people who become your customers. Um, a lot of local business owners specifically, they just let anybody come through the door. <laughs> if you have a pulse and you have dollars, then you're welcome in the door. And a lot of times you experience, they experience audience capture. And this is a term that is often found on the Internet where people are creating content like a YouTube channel or whatever. And they do something stupid to get a whole bunch of views. And in order to keep those views high, they keep doing stupider and stupider stuff, even though they'd rather not be doing that stupid stuff. Like, for example, there are a lot of food channels out there where people just eat 10,000 calories on camera. And those videos get tens of millions of views. And that's a lot of money in their pocket. I cannot imagine how much money that is. And a lot of sponsorships and all that good stuff. But this person gets captured by his audience or her audience. And what he has to do is keep escalating until he's eating 20,000 calories, 30,000 calories. Fucking his life up, fucking his health up, fucking up his future. But he wants to keep that gravy chain growing, so he has to do what the audience wants. Now, of course, he could just stop and do what he wants, but then he would lose all the stuff that he's getting his secondary gains from. The secondary gain being the income and the freedom and whatever else he's getting from that uh, transaction. So how local business owners get captured by by the audience is by letting anyone come in the door and become a customer. They say, hey, we're open. You have dollars. Come through the door. (laughs) We're open. We have this offer, blah, blah, blah. What you have to do is consciously reject the people that you don't want in your business. Now, I understand this is like 
seems backwards. It may seem retarded. It may seem unethical. I don't know how it seems to you, but you can craft the people that come to your door. It's not, it's not deterministic. Well, it is deterministic if you want it to be determined in your direction. It's not, uh, I don't know how to say it. What is the word? I can't find the word for it, but it is not up to chance. I don't, that's the best way I could put it right now. But what I wanted to say was a lot more stronger than that, but I don't have the word right now. But you can craft your marketing around the people that you want to serve the most, the people that you love the best. You already have customers that you love the most. You would have to market to them instead of to everyone. Market to them instead of everyone, and then you would fill your business up with people that you actually like to serve, actually like to help, actually like to do business with. For example, I'll use myself. I have a potty mouth. <laughs> I have a potty mouth. I'm going to say curse words. I'm going to be myself when I'm talking on this mic or to customers or whoever. And that is a rejection mechanism for the people who don't like that type of stuff. If you're so stuck up in your butt that you can't hear somebody curse or say something mean or whatever, right? Then I don't want to work with you. Because to work with you would be to self-censor myself, which would not be a good idea, especially in the long term. One of the biggest companies that I know that is doing this is Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers, Oprah spokesperson, big lady, always goes up and down her weight. No offense, just saying what it is. And what they do in their marketing is they have a whole bunch of ladies on the phone to answer calls. And these aren't just like normal ladies. These are ladies that are, are they fit the product description of the person that is going to be using the product. So she's usually a little overweight, a little chubby. She has a homely voice. She's a nice lady. And these are the people that are answering the phone calls, answering questions, making orders and all that good stuff. And when they're marketing, they're marketing to those women, the women that they want to serve the most. And it works for them. Another big example that I can think of off the top of my head is uh, Twitter with Elon. I don't know how long you know. I mean, I don't know what you know about the situation over there. But when Elon took over, he fired a whole bunch of the staff. And what he said was, uh, I'm getting rid of all these lady, lazy people. If you don't want to work hard, if you don't want to work the hardest you've ever worked in your life to accomplish X, Y, Z, then you got to go. And those people left or they got fired. And as a result, the productivity at Twitter has grown exponentially and they have less people on the payroll. There was a job that I had a couple of years ago where I was cleaning windows, doing gutters, installing gutter guards, roof washes, stuff like that, right? And the main customer base was retired couples. And if you don't know about retired couples who have actually like did what they were supposed to do, they saved money, they invested, blah, 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 and they're living comfortably in retirement, we marketed to those people. And they don't have really price resistance too much. They don't have too much price resistance. So we market to them and not to everybody else because those people would have price resistance and they would cause problems and they would cause more problems than that than the money they're worth. Another example that I can think of at the top of my head is a, a lady who does a workout program. She has a workout program and it's just like any other workout program. You know, you watch videos. Here's how you do this exercise. Here's how you do that exercise. But the thing is, She's targeting the people that she wants to be her customers, which is um, Christian women who are conservative, Christian women, conservative working out program. And it works. It works so well that she's make, made tens of millions of dollars a year. And she's got supplement brands now and all this crazy stuff. It is possible to do this for yourself. You have to be creative. You have to believe that it's possible. If you don't believe it's possible, you will not do the stuff required to make it happen. 
And yeah, that's all I got to say for this one. Hope you got something good out of this, and I will see you in the next one. Peace out.